Man, I am so excited to be on here with you guys this morning. I am actually, it's not even morning. It is more like 12 o'clock where I am, and it has been a whirlwind of a last few weeks. I'm telling you, it's like crazy, crazy, crazy busy for me and Mimi. As y'all all know, Mimi travels with me, and we travel all over the world just loving people back to life and pretty, pretty cool. It's almost like uh, you pinch yourself to Pinch yourself often just because you just you get to do this. Whoever dreamed, you know, I don't know where you're listening to me from, but man, when I tell you that God has a plan for your life and a purpose for your life, and it doesn't matter if you're 50 years old and just starting all over again, or if you're um, 25 years old and feel like you're behind, or if you're 28 year old and just trying to figure out you know, um, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? You know, I was talking to a, um, a, 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 and a young adult that just had graduated from, uh, school and was, uh, in their last few years of, of a few months of college and was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And I know what that's like. You know, I've got two sons, I've got Morgan and Lincoln And they both had to walk through that same little journey of trying to figure out what their life was going to look like, you know. And my son, Morgan, just took a um, took a a test for UPS and was just stressed out. He's been working in the warehouse for three years and now was trying to get a driver's job. And man, he was stressed to the bone. And then my other son uh, decided he wanted to relax for a few years and then um he was going to go back to school and finally last year after taking a few years off he decided to go back to school and so you know I want to talk to you today about what I tell these kids what I tell people that are coming into my office or I'm I'm coaching through their life you know I've got people that are older than me that I'm coaching in their life. And the thing that I always tell them is, excuse me, is to, um, in order to get your life on track, understand that God always has a purpose and a plan for your life, right? God always has a purpose and a plan for your life that is bigger than whatever dream that you've placed, whatever idea you've got in mind of what you think life is supposed to be like. Uh, It's real easy to compare yourselves, but God has a plan for your life. And that plan is connected to joy. Uh, Chaos and confusion is not of God. And so I've seen so many people, they want this particular, especially stubborn people. You know what I'm talking about? They, they have this idea of what they want for their life. And they have this, this timeline of when things are supposed to happen in their life. And if it doesn't happen on their timeline, They throw their whole life away, right? Um, Whether it's uh, college or didn't get to go to college or having a child out of wedlock, it wasn't in your plans, and now here you are having to start all over again. And now how do you even start after you've had a child young? Uh, What do you do about college, right? And so it's so easy when you're trying to, in your own mind, try to figure out what you're going to do with your life because you can't figure it out. 
on your own. You need God. And you need to realize that and one of my favorite scriptures ever is Ephesians 3.20 that says God's going to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. But it's always really important to read the scriptures before and after because it gives you how you're going to succeed in those areas, right? Knocking the door will be open. But usually with all of these scriptures is obedience. You know, one ounce of obedience will do more for you than all the prayer in the world. So I want to talk today about grabbing your life back and and throwing out procrastination and and throwing out the ideas of what your life is supposed to look like or what your life is supposed to look like per your mom or dad or per, per really your spouse. You know, I know that you're supposed to submit to each other when you're married, and that's beautiful. And and of course, we listen to spouses, but you can't stop your entire life and throw out your dreams. You know what I'm saying? There's always a way to fulfill what God has put in your life, but we just got to humble ourselves and pray in certain situations. I want to read Psalms 27 and 10. Um, and I want to start this off with a little story, and then I'm going to give you ways to break off and break the cycle of quitting. Breaking off the cycle of quitting, uh, breaking off the cycle of letting, you know, I'm a, I'm a whole preacher, y'all. I pastor a church, a uh, limitless church. I pastor uh, a phenomenal group of people that God has called me to, to lead through life. I, I, I coach an incredible inner circle, RTK inner circle, which is my priority. Those are the first two things in my life that are my main concern is my uh, church and the inner circle. I spend all my time with those those two those two entities and you know I am really a lot of times put into a box by people uh I'm a woman so I'm not supposed to pastor per religious people which is ridiculous cuz obviously my fruit speaks that that is nowhere in God's idea for my life cuz I'm producing phenomenal fruit and changing many lives through Jesus um, and secondly, the other box would be uh, that people try to put me in is that because I'm a pastor, I am supposed to never go out into the world and preach the gospel, right? So I just uh, did a event last weekend for an empowerment women's group, and they don't look like us. Uh, they don't look like the normal church, which I loved. They uh, would have parties at 12 o'clock at night. And of course, me and Mimi were upstairs in our bed. But during the day, I was ministering and loving them back to life. I did not go, not go because of what they were doing in at, at night. You know, with the with the white parties and the black part. You know, the different colored, uh, the the Nigerian night and the, I mean, they had big, 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 elaborate parties in the evening. And I did not not go speak at these conferences because of that. But that's what the church world would have wanted me to do. And so I went, and the altars were packed. Uh, that people want Jesus, but they just don't want Jesus on a person that's a judgmental person's, um, uh, they don't want to go to their church. And so I'm being Jesus with skin on it. So today we're going to talk about how to break out of the cycle of those things people are trying to put you on, right? Since you're a single mom or since you're this or since you're that, you're supposed to do things this way. There's no cookie cutter way for your life. That's what I want you to understand. You can break the cycles off of your life and your family's life. You can break generational curses. You can break outside the box and still be blessed. But most of the time, you have to deal with yourself and with what people think about you. When you get free from those two things, you're going to be blessed. So let's start with Psalms 27 and 10. By the way, hello, everybody. I'm Real Talk Kim. You can find out all you want to know about me by going to my website, realtalkkim.com. I do have an incredible 
available. I'm a preacherpreneur. I've got stores. I've got businesses. Uh, you can find all my clothing on my website at realtalkkim.com. Incredible clothing. Uh, I have books I've written. I just signed another book deal. All of those you can find on my on my website, realtalkkim.com. And I preach about 50 weeks out of the year in different states or, or, or speak at conferences. I'm a speaker. Uh, you can find out all that on my itinerary on my uh, website, realtalkkim.com. Or you can also join my mentorship program, which will get your butt unstuck. It is $20 a month. That is it. And I pour into you every day. I send devotions to you every day. I help you build your walk with the Lord and help you get unstuck from that heartbreak and help you find your life again. Yes, I do. Every six months, the inner circle, as many as them that can, come to Atlanta and I pour into them at my church, Limitless Church. We have a little retreat, uh, January 13th and 14th and June 3rd and 4th, but you do have to be in my inner circle to come let me pour into you. All right, so here's the scripture, Psalms 27 and 10. I also have a free app that you can download on your phone as well. So the app, just go to your Google Play Store, your Apple Store, download the Real Talk Kim Go app, and uh, I send notifications out to you twice a day just encouraging you. All right, Real Talk Kim Go, get it, because everything about me is on that app in your pocket. Psalm 27 and 10 says, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. The only approval that matters is dot, dot, dot. So basically in scripture, when the prophet Samuel came to Bethlehem to anoint one of Jesse's sons to be the next king, right? Get that straight. Prophet Samuel came to Bethlehem. He was supposed to anoint um, one of Jesse's sons. Jesse had many sons. One of those sons was going to be the next king. So David was left out in the shepherd's field because he was the youngest one. Um, he was actually with from a different mother. Uh, he was out in the in the shepherd's field working. All the other brothers were bigger, uh, out working, out uh, fighting in the in uh, fighting all kinds of things. And David was out in the shepherd's field. He didn't have his father's approval because he was younger. For some reason, Jesse saw David as being inferior to his own sons, to his, all of his other sons. And he didn't see a king in David. So Jesse had all of these sons. Then he had David. And David was not looked upon by his father as being special. Like, like this cannot be a king. I believe it was because he was younger. Right. I look at it like he thought, you know, this kid's a young kid. He's he ain't got no experience. So he didn't see a king in David. And, and, and that's some of you in your own lives. Your family never saw who you could become. Maybe you were in special ed. So they never saw you as an author. Right. Or maybe you dropped out at eighth grade and they never saw you beyond living in the trailer. Right. So they never expected anything of you. When people don't expect things of you, it's easy to lay down and just live right? In mediocrity. So, so David, he was the inferior one. His dad didn't see the king in him. He didn't see a king in David. People may leave you out just like that, but God doesn't leave you out. If David had to have his father's approval, he would never, ever, ever had taken throne. And you may feel as though you've never received the approval from people closest to you. They may not affirm you, They may not see your gifts. They may leave you out, but just keep being your best. Don't spend your life trying to get your approval from them, right? Let it go 
or you will get frustrated, right? Go, 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 go meet strangers to support you if your family won't, right? Your family will come around. I always say this, family is usually the last one to see the greatness in you, especially if you were trouble, right? I was always the trouble child. I, I left home, got married, went against everything my dad and mom begged me to do. I did it. I was crazy. I was nuts. I drank. I partied. I'm the one that kept them on their knees. They never in a million years, I'm sure, thought that I was going to end up being a voice for the world, that I would ever pastor. They didn't see that. I was 30 years old and partying. They had to leave the part, my 30th birthday party, because we were all partying. They, you know, it's real hard for family to see, you know, this is because they're the ones that get the brunt of who you are, right? So you got to see yourself out of where you are, even if you're not out yet. You have to receive your approval from your heavenly father because he loves you just the way he made you. And you've got to know that just because you've made some detours don't mean you can't get back on track. You don't have to have other people's approval to be happy. You don't have to have spouse's approval to be happy. You ain't got to, you really don't even got to have your boss's job to be uh, approval to be happy. Happiness is an inside job of knowing this may be where I am today, but I'm not staying here, right? I'm just going to keep on swimming. Isn't that something? Keep on swimming. Keep on swimming. Don't quit. Know that God approves of you and he's got a plan of escape or plan of, you know, get up and go for you if you will help God help you. God is the only one who really matters. The body, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for you, preserve your soul and body into the lasting life. He's saying, he's saying, I have got on that cross. I have stretched my arms out and I have died for you. Right? So David ends up being the king. So Samuel's in the house and he looks at all of Jesse's sons. He's like, nope, none of these are, no, 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 nope, none of these are, they're, they're not, they're not the one that I'm supposed to anoint king. Is there another one? So when God has a hand on your life and he does, if you're listening to this today, you did not just come listen to this podcast because you fell upon Real Talk Kim podcast. No, you came here because it was a divine appointment. This podcast was supposed to be heard by you. So you got to look at this like this was like a, a conference call between you and God. And he's saying, get up, take your life back. Stop, stop, stop being stuck on the year you got pregnant out of wedlock. Stop being stuck on when you had to quit school because you didn't feel smart enough and your mama let you quit school or because you had to go work to help your mama. Stop being stuck. Stop being stuck when your mom or dad said, nope, you're not qualified for that. Go work. I need you to quit. Or, or, or you had to go, your mama looked at you and said, go quit your job. I need you to go help pay these bills in this house. Whatever your situation is, or maybe you married the love of your life. Y'all had this extravagant wedding and then all of a sudden he became, he's a bozo. Or she's Delilah and, and y'all's marriage ended and now you feel like you're all, all hell is broken loose because now you, you never saw your life here. You, you, you've been married for 38 years serving this person and then all of a sudden they come in and say they don't love you anymore. Y'all, these things happen in life. And just because they happen to you don't mean your life is over. It means you've got more anointing now. I always say, don't waste your oil. And I never realized that nobody, a lot of people don't know what I mean by that. 
I keep forgetting most of my following out of, I just crossed over 1.1 million followers on Instagram. I got a million on Facebook. I've got uh, uh, 500,000 on uh, uh, Twitter. I've got uh, 200,000 on on, uh, TikTok. I got a lot of followers, right? And probably 80% don't even know, they, they weren't raised in church. And so I keep forgetting that my little church lingo don't always work. They're like, what does that even mean? So basically when I say don't waste your oil, it is when you're going through these things that I just spoke about in life, which are the the things that you're not going to stop. It's inevitable. Bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people. Good things happen to good people. Good, bad, you know, good things happen to bad people. Bad thing, you know, it's called life. Life doesn't go the way you want it to go most of the time. There's nobody in this world that made a plan for their life and they are walking that plan. It's just not going to happen. It's called life. Anytime there's 7.7 billion people in this world and you're intertwined with them, they're going to mess you up. Are you going to mess yourself up? Are you going to fall in love with the wrong person? You see what I'm saying? So the oil is when you're walking through these bad, bad seasons and you're laying in your bed crying and the joints in your fingers are aching because of the heartbreak. Like that stuff's real. Or you're handed a, a, a cancer report and you're like, what? I've got all these kids. What are they going to do without a mom? But yet you make it through it because you will make it through it. You will you will heal. You're going to in Jesus' name. We're not going to lay down and die. All of those hard, hard season, it, it, they're, they're crushing you. They're making you stronger. Like you're realizing how strong you are. It's like the crushing of grapes. You gotta you gotta step on those grapes. They step on them. They they get to get the juice out. Right. It's like putting fruits in a juicer. It it it, 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 it like squeezes it to get all the good stuff out. That's what I'm talking about when I say the oil. That oil is produced in your life from the squeezing of life. And that's made you who you are. And it set you apart and made you have the bestseller, right? Everybody's got a story, but you've got a bestseller. Like those are the things in life that make you and set you apart. It's called passion. The oil makes you have passion. The squeezing makes you have passion, makes you realize that, man, I made it and I'm stronger than I think I am. And I'm not dying. I'm going to make it through. Every time something bad happens in your life, you're like, oh, I made it through before I'll make it through again. Right. It's like really cool. It gives you that get up and go. So here's what you're going to do. Right. In order to stop living in a dreadful life. Right. Whenever you stop being sad all the time, you've got it. Number one, you've got to quit procrastinating on your dreams, on your goals. I want you to get up today and I want you to get a little notepad out and I want you to start writing again. What do I want to see in 30 days? Like in my inner circle right now, starting April 1st, we're starting a wellness journey. Everybody is doing it together. Even the super skinny people, they're getting their health back. They're getting their mental health back. We're starting a book club on um, building confidence will be our next book with Beth Moore. Uh, Bye-bye insecurities. Like, Like get you a tribe. Like for 30 days, get you a doggone tribe, right? And and let them pour into you and you pour into them and build. Like some of y'all been stuck in a dark room forever because you've been so sad. Maybe you lost your dad or, do- or your child or you lost your husband or your wife and you're just sad. You got to quit procrastinating on healing. Quit procrastinating on your goals. Quit procrastinating on living your life. Some people dream of success, y'all, while others wake up and work hard at it. Some people just dream and they make it. Some wake up and they work hard at action and change are often resisted when they are needed most. 
So you got to get a hold of yourself and you have to get disciplined. You've got to be intentional. People always ask me, how did you do it, Kim? Because I'm a little old 49-year-old woman living in Fayetteville, Georgia. I was working at Bloomingdale's until I was 40. I was making $9 an hour at 40 years old, y'all. I think I made it $13 an hour before I quit. I was there for five years. And at 42 years old, I wrote my first book. So I didn't even start my, I didn't even preach my first sermon, y'all, until I was 40. Like I literally, my life was, I was a late bloomer. But when I finally started putting discipline in my life, people ask me, well, how did you do it? Consistency. Most of y'all quit when you don't see fruit. You can't quit. You got to keep on plowing. You got to keep on doing. You got to keep on believing. Basically, you got to be your biggest cheerleader. So putting something off instantly makes it harder and scarier. And what we don't start today won't be finished by tomorrow. And there's nothing more stressful than the perpetual lingering of an unfinished task. So here's the secret, y'all. The secret to getting ahead is simply getting started. Starting all by itself is usually sufficient to build enough momentum to keep the ball rolling. Get out of your freaking head and get up. Stop trying to figure it out, OCD. Break that OCD junk off of you. Break that overthinking off of you. And freaking live. Enjoy your life. If you fall, you're going to get back up again. Falling isn't failure. Failure is if you lay there. Get up. So forget about the finish line. Stop thinking about the finish line. And just concentrate on taking your first step. Say to yourself right now out loud, I choose to start this task with a small and perfect step. Y'all know how I lost 55 pounds? I was, I was 197 pounds last May. Y'all know how I lost it? 30 days. I said I could do anything in 30 days. I could do anything. I could start for 30 days and not die. I can, I can not eat sugar. I can, for 30 days, anybody can do anything for 30 days. I can suffer for 30 days. And I did. And I lost 32 pounds in the first month. It fell off of me. I quit eating sugar. I quit eating bread. I didn't eat nothing but protein and low, low calories. You hear me? I would eat steak. I would eat chicken. I wouldn't even eat salmon because it was high fat. It was good fat, but it was high fat. So I just stopped everything for the first month. I stopped creamer. I, br- I drank bitter black coffee with some little healthy sweetener in it. I'm telling y'all, I dropped the weight. You can do anything for 30 days starting small and watching it happen. Number two, you got to quit blaming others. Stop blaming others. Stop blaming others for where you're at. Stop blaming others and making excuses. Stop it. I had a girl that had a baby when she was like 17 and she was up like 28 and she was still mad at the baby's daddy. Still all those years because she was like, he got me pregnant, got to keep living his life. I'm like, what? God trusted you with this kid. You've got the capability to keep trucking with this. So you got to quit blaming others. You got to quit making excuses and you got to stop blaming. Stop it. Stop blaming yourself. Stop blaming others for what you have or don't have. And for what you feel or don't feel. When you blame others for what you are going through, you basically deny responsibility and perpetuate the problem, right? 
Stop giving your power away and start taking responsibility for your life. Stop blaming your mama that didn't raise you well. She was broken, right? Stop it. Stop giving your power away. Stop, stop, blaming, your, stop, stop blaming your ex because your ex is out there trying to ruin your life, lying on you, or maybe even telling the truth on you. Who cares? They can't stop your life. Just ignore them, right? And keep it moving. Blaming is just another sorry excuse. You hear me? And making excuses is the first step toward failure. So you and only you are responsible for your life choices and decisions. Here's number three. Quit trying to avoid change. You hear me? Quit it. If nothing ever changed, there would be no sunrise. The next morning, most of us are comfortable where we are, even though the, even though the world is constantly changing around us. And we've got to learn to accept this because it's vital. It's vital to our happiness and general success because only when we change do we grow and begin to see a world we never knew was possible. And don't forget, don't forget. It doesn't matter how good or how bad a situation is now, it will change. That's the one thing you can count on, y'all. So embrace it. Realize that change happens for a reason. It will always be easy or obvious at first, but in the end, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. People change. Good Lord, there's people that have told me, I'll never leave you. I trust you. I'm with you forever. I'm a ride or die. They ain't nowhere in sight. They flipped on me in two seconds flat. And if I stayed mad at that, I would never be where I am today. My mom and daddy used to always tell me when people tell you, oh, I ain't going nowhere. Those are the ones that are going somewhere. So just be, just keep your heart right and don't be mad. Let people go and come as they please, right? And you realize that if they go and come, whatever, you are still solid as a rock because Jesus is in you and he's given you the power to conquer everything you need. Everything you need is inside of you, period. Number four, quit trying to control the uncontrollable. Quit trying to control the uncontrollable. If you try to control everything and then worry about the things you can't control, you're really setting yourself up for a lifetime of frustration and misery. Some forces are out of your control, y'all, but you can control how you react to them. Everyone's life has positive and negative aspects. Whether you are happy or not depends greatly on which aspects you're focused on. The best thing you can do is to let go of what you can't control and invest your energy in things you can. You hear me? Get that attitude. When my daddy died in June, two uh, two years ago, June, my mama had a choice. Yeah, it hurt, hurt like hell. I mean, all of a sudden, I ain't going to hear my daddy's voice ever again. He was my everything. And I had a choice. I'm going to either lay here and cry because he ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. Some of y'all died when your loved one died. Get up. They're not coming back. You're going to see them in glory. Live right. Do right. And carry out their legacy. But, But for the love of cheese, get up and live your life. Here's number five. Quit 
talking down to yourself. Quit talking down to yourself. What are you doing? Nothing will bring you down quicker than berating yourself. The mind is a superb instrument if used right. But when used incorrectly, it becomes a, it, oh my gosh, it's so destructive. So you've got to be aware of your mental self-talk. We all talk silently to ourselves in our heads. Oh, I'm the worst. I am the worst. So are you. We all got this dialogue going on in our heads. We silently having conversations with ourselves, but we aren't always conscious of what we're saying or how it's affecting us. I love what Henry Ford once stated, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. One of the major causes of why we fell is due to self-doubt and negative self-talk. The way to overcome negative thoughts and destructive emotions, gang, is to develop opposing positive emotions that are stronger and more powerful. So you got to listen to your self-talk. You got to listen. You got to replace negative thoughts with positive ones. You got to, over time, you will change the trajectory of your life. Yo, I used to just, after I would preach or something and I was just nervous about it, because I'm always nervous. I, I never, I never get up with, man, I got this. I have never taken a, a mic ever anywhere and been like, oh, I got this. I've always been scared, always scared, always like, oh God, always, even in my own church, always just like, I'm not sure about this. God, take the will. And so I used to would like internalize it. Now, when I get done, I'll ask whoever's around me. How was it? How did I do? I'll, I'll let them tell me, you know, just to affirm. Of course, they're most of the time ain't going to say you sucked. They're gonna be like, oh, you did great. But it was, the, it was what I needed to hear, right? And so stop internalizing it. Get it out of your head and ask someone around you. How was it? Did it was it good? Did it bless you? You know, let them tell you, girl, you were bad. That was awesome. So many lives are changed. Did you see that person? So that's how you do it. That's why you got to have a tribe around you that loves you. Number six, quit criticizing others. Quit bad-mouthing others. Quit being jealous, jelly. Quit, quit, quit. Quit being that person. Quit criticizing others. Negativity, the negativity you bleed out toward others will gradually cripple your own happiness. When you truly feel comfortable with your own imperfections, you won't feel threatened or offended by the imperfections you see in other people. Did you hear that? When you truly feel comfortable with your own imperfections, you won't feel threatened or offended by the imperfections you see in others. So stop worrying about the flaws you see in everyone else and focus on yourself. Let the constant growth and improvement in your own life keep you so busy that you have no time to criticize other people. Number seven, quit running from your problems and your fears. Quit. Quit running. You're running from things that aren't even chasing you. Trust me. If everyone threw their problems in a pile for you to see, you would grab yours back. You hear me? Everyone's got problems. Some people just don't let their problems rule them. They don't take their problems to social media. They've learned how to pray for themselves. Tackle your problems and fears swiftly. 
Don't run away from them. Don't lie about them. The best solution is to face them head on no matter how powerful they may seem. Fears, and particularly, they stop you from taking chances. They do. And they stop you from making decisions. They do. Fear of what? They keep you confined to just this small space where you feel comfortably comfortable. But your life story is simply the culmination of many small, unique experiences, many of which require you to stretch your comfort zone. Letting your fears, your worries control you? (laughs) Y'all, that ain't living. It ain't living. It's merely existing. So here's my bottom line. Here's the bottom line. Either you own your problem and fears or you ultimately will be owned by them. Either you own your problems and fears or they will ultimately own you. Facts. Here's number eight. Quit living in another time and place. Quit. Some people spend their entire lives trying to live in another time and place. They think, 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 think about what has been, what they could have done, or what might become. However, the past is gone, and the future doesn't even exist yet. And no matter how much time we spend thinking and laminating, oh my God, and thinking and worrying and fearing about any of this, it's not going to change anything. One of life's sharpest Paradoxes is that our brightest future hinges, hinges on our ability to pay attention to what we are doing right now, today. We need to live more in the moment. Living in the moment requires active, open, intentional awareness on the present. Stop fantasizing. Don't fantasize about being on vacation while you're at work. And don't worry about the work piling up on your desk when you're on vacation. Live for now. And notice the beauty unfolding around you. You know what I do, y'all? Like, I have a dog. And I don't really worry about nothing. I really have mastered every single thing I'm telling you. I don't worry about nothing. I live in the now I I execute without having all these things together. Like I'm not one of these, oh my God, oh my God, I do not worry. I just don't worry. I just, I just don't worry. But I have a dog and a couple of weeks ago, I was feeling really bad. I love this dog more than humans. I just love Kingston. Y'all know I love Kingston. My first dog. And who knew that I could love a dog like this, but I do. And I kept feeling bad because uh, when I travel a lot. So it's really not smart of me to have a dog, but I do. It is what it is. And Mimi travels with me, so Mimi can't keep my dog. And so it always puts a responsibility on my staff or a friend. And I felt bad because one of my staff that usually kept my dog was just really busy. She's got her own family, her own kids. And so anyway, and then Val every once in a while travels with me, so she couldn't do it. 
And so I decided I was going to put the dog in the vet. I was going to put him at my vet. He was going to stay in their doggy daycare. And when I went in, I was like, do you have cameras where I can watch him? Which was stupid because what if something's happening to him? What am I going to do about it? (laughs) Right? So I don't need to be seeing him on no camera. But at the end, I had to sign off on these questions. I think I would have been okay if Kingston wasn't crawling around my neck trying to escape while I'm signing the papers. So that right there did something to me. But the, 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 the questions that I had to answer before I walked out the door and left him there, peeling him from my neck, was, um, are you okay if we just hold Kingston's body here if he passes away until you get back? Or would you like for us to call you if he happens to pass away to let you know he passed away? Or would you like us to cremate him and hold his remains here? Y'all, I like went crazy. I was like, what kind of questions are these? Basically, what they did was they were taking care of their butts, making sure that I wasn't going to sue them if anything happened to Kingston. But what they did do is they all of a sudden made me start thinking about things and worrying about things. That was not going to happen, but they made me worry. And I'm going to preach in five different places. And for the first night, I'm laid in that bed, and I cannot sleep, thinking about these questions. So guess what I did? Instead of laying there and worrying about them, doing what I just told you, stop worrying about things that you're not, you you can't do anything about it, stop worrying about it. Well, I could do something about this. So I called my sons, and I had my sons go pick up my dog, and I inconvenienced my sons for three days, because they inconvenience me all the time, right? So why shouldn't I have? But... All of a sudden, what I did was, when I got home, I found someone to come stay at my house with my dog. You see? So I've eliminated that. There's always a way that if something is bothering you, that you can figure something out so that it's not plaguing your memory. All right? Number nine, quit trying to be someone you're not. One of the greatest challenges in life is being yourself in a world that's trying to make you like everyone else. Someone will always be prettier, yes. Someone will always be smarter, yes. Someone will always be younger, yep. But they will never be you. So don't change so people will like you. Stop thinking in your head, oh, God, people are thinking of this of me. Oh, I can't, I gotta, I gotta act big and bad so they don't think this of me. Stop it. Just surrender. Be yourself. And the right people will love you and you'll love yourself more too. Here's number 10, the last one. For the love of God, quit being ungrateful. Okay? Quit being ungrateful. Not all the puzzle pieces of life will seem to fit together at first. But in time, you'll realize they do. They fit perfectly. So thank the things that didn't work out because they just made room for the things that will. And thank the things that will. And thank the ones who walked away from you because they just made room for the ones who won't walk away from you. No matter how good or bad, You have it. Wake up each day thankful for your life. Thankful. Y'all know I tell the story a lot of times about when, and after my marriage of 18 years ended, 
I really went through a really rough patch. And even, even in my marriage of those 18 years, there was times that we didn't have no money. And I remember having to eat rice. We'd have tons of rice because you could buy them for 50 cents. And then I'd buy little tuna cans. And I would open the tuna cans. And I'd put the tuna cans, uh, the tuna in the rice. And I'd put mustard in there. And it was so nasty. And you had to put tons of pepper in there because we couldn't afford seasoning. And I remember just, ugh, I was so over that. I was so over romaine noodles. And finally one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to start thanking God that I've got this to eat. And we did. And I started, I started finding little, uh, I would go experiment because they, they would have these little spices at Audi for like 30 cents. And we would find the Tony Sashi spices. And I would put little hot, the cooked hot dogs in the romaine noodles and pretend it was like Olive Garden or Papa Do's. And I started being thankful for all those times. And thank God I'm thankful because now I can tell the stories of where I've come from, right? Because it's not always going to suck. Someone somewhere else is so desperately fighting for their lives. And instead of thinking about what you're missing, try thinking about what you have that everyone else is missing. All right? And I promise you, your life will change. Y'all, I love y'all so much. I've had so much fun with you today. I pray this blessed you. Listen, be grateful. Stop sucking the life out of your life. Be miserable because you still have a pulse. God still has a plan and you're awesome but you got to change your insides in order to get all that God wants you to have or else you'll keep pushing them away because you won't think you're worth it. I love you so much. Again, I'm Real Talk Kim. Find out all you want to know about me at realtalkkim.com or download my free app, Real Talk Kim Go. Put that thing in your pocket. Get rid of Candy Crush because my app will keep you blessed all throughout the day. My YouTube channel, go subscribe. It's called Real Talk Kim. My Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everything, Real Talk Kim, Twitter, Real Talk Kim. That's right, I'm everywhere. Come visit me at my church, Limitless Church. It's in Fayetteville, Georgia, across from Whitewater High School. Every Sunday, 10 and 1130, Limitless Church, 1653, Highway 85 South, Fayetteville, Georgia, 30215. I love you guys so much. Get in my RTK inner circle right now. Let me breathe life into you every single day. Y'all share this with somebody. Leave me some stars on my content. I work hard to get this stuff together for you every week, twice a week. I love you guys. Talk to you next week. Hug yourselves for me. You're amazing.